What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jay. And episode 19 coming at you. Um, another, we're going what now, in three weeks with, uh, or we just passed three weeks, the three-week mark without um, NBA basketball, basketball or, or really any sports. So first and foremost, I know we kind of talked about it uh, to start last episode, but, you know, what, it, you know, how are you holding up, I guess, with no NBA basketball? And really, I mean, with everything that's just going on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, as I've mentioned before, um, I mean, sort of just getting used to the whole transition, only a basketball transition, um, obviously not having basketball, but, you know, um, you know, in general, just a life transition. So really just trying to adjust to, you know, new life. I mean, we don't know how long it's going to be. Hopefully it's not um, too long, but trying to make the most of it. Um, continuing to, um, you know, watch, uh, you know, some basketball. I um, notably like in, you know, the recent days I've been watching, uh, you know, the 2K tournament, um, which is pretty funny. Um, and I expected uh, the Pat Bev Hassan Whiteside matchup to be a little bit more entertaining than it was, but once Pat Bev got going, he was talking a bunch of trash, so that was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, just been um, trying to, um, I guess, use my time uh, to the best of my ability and, and, you know, have fun with what I got. Yeah, no, I mean, same here. Um, I've been watching, uh, ESPN's been playing a lot of throwback games, NBA TV. Uh, I was just watching, actually, we're recording this at Saturday night, and ESPN uh, was playing the 2008 NBA Finals uh, with uh, KG and the Celtics and Kobe and the Lakers. And now, uh, you know, as we're recording this, uh, they're playing uh, 2010 Game 7 NBA Finals between Celtics and Lakers, too. So watching that, and, and even though, you know, you feel like it's not that long ago, but you think and it's t- 10, 12 years ago now that that happened, um, it's a long time ago. And, now you know, I was sitting there with my brother and I was just like, wow, this guy doesn't play anymore. This guy, and I, I figured out like only one or two guys on both those teams are currently still playing in the NBA. So, you know, just watching old highlights and stuff like that and, and you know, reliving old memories uh, has been, you know, pretty fun. But at the same time, I hope that NBA basketball comes back soon. I know there was a report um, in the past couple of days that the league is pessimistic, um, that probably basketball will not return this season as, I think in the best interest of the league, they don't want to um, endanger two seasons. They would rather just cancel one season than have this season go into next season and the next season get sh- cut short also. So um, in my opinion, you know, I, I just don't think basketball will return. I think, you know, the next time we see an NBA game, a regular season game will be next October. But, you know, I, I do hope that that is not the case. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, uh, I'm – I mean, you could be as optimistic as you can. I mean, that's um, it's, it's kind of all you can be right now. But, uh, yeah, we could just hope for the best, um, and it doesn't look too good. But, hey, I mean, like I said, just got to make the most out of your time. Um, and now, now's the time to really just expand your basketball knowledge. Like, I, I've been learning a lot more things I didn't really know about um, certain players or certain teams. And, you know, as you mentioned, I, I mean, I watched the – um, I watched that game as well today. I, ca- I caught probably the third, fourth quarter of that um, that final game in 2008 when the Celtics, um, you know, pulled away from the Lakers, and that was a big blowout. And then um, I saw they also had – I wasn't able to catch. They had a team at game too. Um, the NBA was live streaming that. Um, I think Ooh, it was I tonight. I didn't see that. I didn't see yeah. that. 
Yeah, but they were they were live streaming a game from 2004. Um, he played the Wizards, and they were gonna be live streaming that I think tonight. Um, I believe so. He dropped like I want to say either 52 or 62, one of those two numbers. Um, so yeah, no, that that game too is interesting, and um, just to really watch. I mean, I've been saying to a lot of people, the 2000s era is like probably my favorite era, and uh, you know, once we Go into, I mean, the recent news about, you know, some of those 2000s guys. Yeah, I mean, it was just a really nice era to watch, um, you know, with so many. You never really had, I mean, of course you had LeBron sort of just, um, you know, starting his career off and really making a name for himself, obviously coming from high school where, you know, there was so much hype around him. But there were re- there was w- really no face in the in the league at that point where you could pinpoint and say, look, look, it, it's this guy. There was like KG, Tim Duncan, uh, Kobe, LeBron, D Wade, etc. So there's a lot of names to point to. Yeah, no, I, I think you could probably say Kobe to a point, but I do agree with you, and, and I, it's a good transition. Um, before we do get into this today, we are going to go over our top ten players going, you know, through the next decade and who's going to be the faces of the league, you know, until basically 2030, and and um. Then, but first, I do want to start off today. There was big basketball news, something that's kind of rare in the past couple of weeks. But the 2020 Naismith uh, Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class was announced. Um, your three guys who who everyone thought would get in: Kobe, um, Bryant, uh, rest in peace, um, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Uh, three guys who, you know, are, are the best of their time. You know, Tim Duncan, arguably the greatest power forward ever. Uh, Kevin Garnett, who I mean. Um, 15 time all-star 2008, you know, championship with the Celtics, as we just mentioned, uh, a defensive monster. I mean, just all around was, uh, one of the best players of his generation. Like, like we just pointed out and, and just a great guy, you know, I, I always loved his intensity and then the late great Kobe Bryant. Um, I think, you know, we, we've really talked about him a lot over these past couple months on this podcast, but I'll go over one more time. 18 time all-star 11 time all NBA first team selections, um, one couple all-star game MVP trophies. And now that's named after him five-time NBA champion, uh, 2008 MVP and finals MVP in 2009, 2010, just, it goes on and on one, two gold medals, 2008 and 2012. And then I do want to get in cause there are other people in the hall of fame class, Rudy Tomjanovich, who, was the Houston Rockets coach in the 90s when the Rockets won their two championships with Hakeem Olajuwon and guys like that. Um, really, I mean, a, an accomplished coach, and a lot of people don't think of him right off the top when you think of great coaches. And, I, you know, I, I, I'll admit I don't either. Um, and then another is a WNBA player who made me top five ever WNBA player, Tamika Catchings. Uh, is, I mean, stats are top, you know, her points are top five all time in WNBA history, assist, all, all of those great things. Um, one rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, finals MVP, um, played all her 13 seasons, I believe, uh, with the Indiana Fever. So a, a shout out to her and just her, uh, I, I, you know, I have watched highlights of her in the past and watched some games of hers and, and she really is a, was a dynamic WNBA player. So congrats to all of them and everyone else who, um, you know, I'm not going to go all the, all, all the way down the list here, but congrats to everyone. But I just wanted to get your thoughts, uh, obviously, on the three big names. And I'll pose this question to you. Is this the greatest Hall of Fame class ever? Uh, well, I mean, 
that's a tough question to answer. Uh, and I think you, um, you know, you obviously asked and, and there's, you know, there's debate here and there. Um, I don't know if it's the best Hall of Fame class ever, but it's definitely, uh, I'd say it's, it's one of the best when it comes to like most deserving. I think all these three guys really deserved it. And, and, um, of course, you know, not to mention all the other, um, great players, um, and, uh, you know, and they, they do a good job of, I, I, I love how they, you know, acknowledge the WNBA with Tamika Catchings. Um, but, I mean, if you look at the main three guys with Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett, I mean, uh, as far as, you know, individually, obviously they dominated. But, um, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant, I mean, Kevin Garnett didn't really have that same uh, team success, um, per se. He wasn't on, you know, the, the Timberwolves, uh, you know, uh, they weren't as great as a team like the Celtics, um, but obviously they weren't. They kind of ran into, you know, Kobe's Lakers, um, you know, time and time again. So that's what proved to be that downfall there. But Brian and, you know, Tim Duncan, all three of them um, honestly deserve it um, from an individual standpoint, but more from a team success. Uh, Kobe and Duncan are definitely, you know, just dominated the era. Um, their teams did. Um, and obviously this is about, you know, the individual player, but just sort of just to highlight that. Um, and they, all three of them combined for, you know, 11 NBA championships, um, five MVP awards or four MVP awards, excuse me. Um, but yeah, they, they truly dominated, um, well-deserved for sure. Um, it's going to be sad how, you know, we're not gonna be able to hear, um, you know, Kobe Bryant's speech, but, uh, you know, what? it's at the end of the day, I'm, I'm proud for their families, um, or for Kobe's family, um, especially, um, just to be able to, you know, obviously it's, it's tough that he's not here, but it's, it's really great to, you know, uh, and Vanessa was on, um, on air and she was talking about, um, you know, it's, it's the peak of his career, um, with this, this honor. And, um, yeah, they, they seemed like they were very, um, you know, grateful, you know, for that, um, recognition there. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I think it's a great class, um, there are some names, uh, and of course, I, I don't think I would take, I wouldn't take any of those names off, but um, there are some names um, people have been talking about. Will Chris Weber make it? Uh, there's CB as well. Uh, Chris Bosch, yeah. And names like that. So there's some debatable guys. I mean, I wouldn't really say debatable, but there's some guys that, um, you know, you could throw in there as potential um, people to, you know, I guess take a spot um, yeah, somehow. That- that that could come in, and I think Chris Weber. I mean, he's been on the ballot now for a couple of years, and and I don't know what. Um, first, uh, him being a a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, I made me agree that he's not. But after that, I think that he he should be in, and hopefully soon he gets in. Uh, if not, it'll really be. I mean, a highway robbery. Um, but and then Chris Bosh also. It's debatable that he's a first first ballot Hall of Famer. Us being Heat fans. You know, we, we, we saw his success and also people forget his success in Toronto where he was the face of the franchise and, and how good he really was. You know, Chris Bosh with dreadlocks was a different animal than Chris Bosh with the Heat and, and his role that he took. And then also just real quick to touch on, you know, you, we I, I started this by proposing the question, is this the greatest Hall of Fame class ever? And to me, I, I truly do think it is just with the amount of talent. The only other Hall of Fame class that could be even close to this was 1980s draft class with Oscar Robinson, Jerry West and Jerry Lucas. Um, guys like that who are just all time greats. 
but you know, Kobe, KG, Tim Duncan are going to be all time, are, 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 are all time greats and, and guys who people will never forget. Um, and, and you see that with Kobe already, uh, with the unfortunate passing of, of him, but you know, it's, it, it, I'm excited, but it will be sad to see come, you know, September when the, uh, induction is, um, how emotional that night will be, but also how joyous it will be for, for everyone just to, to celebrate Kobe once again and, and celebrate everyone else who's going in. Cause you know, as much as it's going to be about Kobe, it's going to be about Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett and, and the other, you know, a uh, couple people that are getting yeah. inducted. No, I just want to add to, um, you know, you bring up that question you stated about, is it the greatest hall of fame class? And um, reason I didn't really answer that with a lot of certainty is because, I mean, I don't, I don't really know another draft class and it could be arguably that, arguable that it is it is the best draft class because you know where do you see three you know uh perennial players who are not only um you know as dominant as they are but they're faces of a decade i mean think about it kobe uh kg duncan i mean you talk about i mean those are not only are those household names those are guys that are you know that you look at a a 10-year span 15-year span and whatnot and those guys are you know achieving you know the greatest feats. So I, I think it's a, um, it's, it's for sure well-deserving. And, and those guys that I mentioned before, um, I think Chris Weber should get it eventually, but I, I don't see, you know, anyone taking out those guys that made it. I think they, um, they're head over heels over a lot of the guys that, um, got snubbed. Yeah. And, and also worth noting, I mean, Kobe and KG, two guys who came straight out of high school, um, and, and two guys, you know, you look at Tim Duncan, kind of his personality wasn't as big. And I think, it, you know, we'll talk more about this as the enshrinement comes and, and reliving his career. But a guy who was a bigger, a bigger star than people give him credit to, I think his low key personality and everything he had didn't give him as much um, fame and, and people don't talk about him as much. But he was, you know, uh, Mr. Fundamental. I mean, he, he did everything he I mean, he was in all you know the Spurs franchise history you cannot leave he was probably their best player ever and then KG and Kobe to me I mean they have that same mindset obviously Kobe no one has Kobe's mindset but KG had that dog personality too and someone who just we talk about dog personality go listen to last episode and 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 you you know we talk we that's our basically all whole episode but you know just all these guys I'm, I'm proud that they made it um also, again, Tamika Catchings, one of the best WNBA players ever. I'm, I'm glad she made it, too, and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, but with that, I do want to get into today's episode. And that is, you know, we talk about Hall of Famers that just made it and were the faces of the 2000s. I want to talk about who's going to be the faces of the 2020s as we just entered a new decade. Um, and, and a long, you know, it's going to be a long time, next 10 years. So I, we both created a list um, top 10 players uh, who are going to be the faces. So I just want to start off with you who, you know, we'll go back and forth. Who is your number 10? Oh man, my number 10. Um, and before I even get started, I mean, God, I mean, we thought last, I mean, if you guys haven't uh, went and listened to that other episode, you guys should, it, it was a great episode. Um, but this one's a little different because, I mean, we're talking about faces of the next decade. So, uh, you know, there's some prediction involved. There's also, you know, you, if you see a name, you know, Zion, Luca, whoever, um, you know, you could be like, oh, I mean, that's obvious. But there's also names in here that, you know, we see full potential in. So um, th- this was definitely a tough list to, um, 
to go about um, in making. Uh, and there's some guys on this list um, that I can mention later um, as, you know, guys that I thought, you know, were right outside the top 10. And, I mean, I'll, I could just mention some of them now. Uh, you know, Jokic, I have, uh, you know, Devin Booker, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Embiid, uh, that I didn't necessarily put on my list. Um, definitely are r- like right there. So I, I really think, and there's others as well, but I think those guys, um, Steph Curry, Kyrie. So guys, guys like that, um, definitely deserve to be, to be mentioned, but they didn't make my list. Um, but starting off with number 10, um, and like I said, difficult choice, but I went with John Morant. Um, obviously coming off his rookie season, um, that may or may not get, get cut short. It, it, it might, you know, it might possibly get cut short just, just the way that it's looking right now. Um, but 20 years old, um, 17 points a game, uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies over this last season. Uh, he averaged 6.9 assists, um, 3.5 rebounds. Um, he's, you know, people compare him to, you know, De'Aaron Fox or Russell Westbrook. Um, I see a lot of potential in him. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's a, a young Grizzlies team, um, a team that I really like in the NBA um, that's going, um, you know, on the right path, I think, with Brandon Clark, um, Jaron Jackson. And those are guys that are going to make, um, you know, John Morant better. Um, so I really like John Morant at number 10. Um, there was a couple of guys that I was, uh, that I'll mention later, obviously when we get down the line, but there's some other guys that I thought, uh, you know, maybe I could, I can, uh, I guess, uh, mismatch and, or not mismatch, but sort of, um, you know, maneuver around. But I, I went with John Moran at 10 just because, um, there's some other guys as well that, um, that I think have more potential. Yeah, no, um, I have John Moran pretty soon on my list as well. He, he did make my list and, um, but me for number 10, and this was really tough. I had two guys that are very deserving. I, I was going between Carl Anthony Towns and Jason Tatum, but I have decided to go Jason Tatum at 10. Um, and really for me, I think what swayed me is you think of phases of the league and, and to me, what my, some of my criteria that went in and, and we kind of talked about this off camera, uh, when we were making these lists, um, is winning. And I think that you look at Jason Tatum in the in the what he's in right now, and you also need to look into the future. That Celtics team is is going to be you know a team that will be competing for championships to years to come. I think um, they have a great front office, and Jason Tatum I think is the face of it, uh, or will be the face of it. He's um, only 22 years old in his third season, and this season I mean he really has blossomed, uh, averaging 20 close to 24 points a game compared to 15 points last season, um, shooting the ball great. I mean, just all around. And, and we really saw it up until the NBA season got cut off from about the All-Star break to now, um, just his blossom and, and how much he's, I mean, he, he's scoring 30, 40 points a night um, and just taking off. You know, he has Kemba on that team. He has Jalen Brown, another young guy who, who um, is a good young guy that w- we'll see a lot of come, you know, the next 10 years or so. But for me, it was it was Jason Tatum that I went with. Uh, real quick on Cat though, I mean, just another guy. I think for Cat though, you know, I think his downfall and why he, you know, people won't look at him as much is because you know we just mentioned Kevin Garnett and Kevin Garnett also on the and the Timberwolves to start his career. You know, I think it's the market. It's also that you know 
not winning and stuff. And it doesn't look like he will be winning anytime soon. Um, just the Timberwolves haven't really won in the past 10 to 15 years. So that really went into it for me. Yeah. No, just to touch up on that. And that's why um, I maybe went with, uh, I think, John Morant. Uh, you know, and obviously I think he deserves to be on this list, but he also deserves to be on it because, you know, we're only seeing a small sample size. I mean, it's only been his first year. Um, a guy like Cat has been in the league for multiple years already. Um, still a young player, still really promising. Um, and he's right there for me. But it's just that, as you mentioned, uh, you know, he's not – He's not getting all the bright lights. Uh, Minnesota isn't really a, necessarily a, um, you know, the, a, a team where, you know, the media is really, really following and whatnot. It's not L.A. It's not um, it's not Miami, you know, New York or yeah. whatever. Yeah, New, New York. But I, but I do I do have to say, Kat, I mean, he has he has it all, I think. Um, and, and I hope that, you know, the addition of D'Lo and stuff like that, that they do um, – find it together because I do think listen he's going to be a name that will be talked about over these next 10 years plus um a guy who who's you know only 24 years old and and really I mean he's only the start I mean his stats are off the charts always and I really do hope that you know I I that's why I was really debating I think I literally just made that decision as we as I was talking and as you were talking I'm like okay I think I'm going with Jason Tatum because I was really it's not so much a toss-up between the two but it's just Cat, I've we've seen more from, and I like what we've seen from him. But Jason Tatum, uh, you know, just how young he is, even though they're two years younger, it seems like a much bigger difference. But with that, what's your number yeah. nine? Uh, number nine, I mean, going back to, uh, you know, who you just talked about, Jason Tatum is my number nine. Uh, and Jason Tatum, um, you know, we forgot to even mention the, the February that he had, um, a historic February, um, you know, averaging 30 you know, in the month of February 35, whatever, um, you know, can't really pinpoint the number, but I mean, really just, uh, insane 2020 for him. Um, nineteen twenty season, uh, really, uh, grew and, and blossomed and, and he's, I mean, honestly, he's really just, um, and I think, I think what, what it has to do with as well is, is that look, Kyrie's gone. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, Kemba has stepped in, uh, I think we've talked about in the past about, um, you know, the locker room issues with Kyrie there. And, and now Kemba's there, uh, you know, filling in nicely for Kyrie. Um, they still, you know, are atop the East, um, still doing great things. And, and that's been helping Jason Tatum. It's allowed him to, uh, and that's also to the unselfishness of a guy like Kemba to say, hey, you know, you could take the rock here. Um, you know, you could do your thing and, and, you know, we're good here. Like, we're fine. And. Um, you know, he's, he's been doing well, um, you know, got his first all-star appearance this year. Um, so I think that's another, uh, noteworthy thing to bring up. Um, and he's improved every year, 13.9 points his rookie year, 15.7, and then 23 and, and, uh, you know, just really, uh, balling this year. And I think that that's, uh, you know, he's, he's really caught the eye of a lot of, you know, the media and, and us fans and, you know, I, I really think that he has the potential to be, um, you know, top three, top five player. Um, probably, I think top five is more reasonable, but he has the potential to be there, um, you know, as, as quickly as, as a couple of years. So I think that that's uh, going to be crucial, and that's why I have him at number nine. Yeah. Um, listen, yeah, we, I think, you know, 
everything you said and everything I said, you know, he, he, he's someone who I really like as a player and, and I'm, I'm rooting for, even though he's in the Eastern conference and, and plays against the heat and whatever, but he, he's a really good young player and you've really seen him blossom since he's got into the league. My number nine, um, who you just had at number 10, John Morant. I mean, the kid is electric, uh, 20 years old. And, and to me, I think Memphis is the perfect fit where he's at. And I think that, you know, he could stay there his whole career and be just fine. Uh, I think he can even rise on this list if we, you know, come, you know, if we do this in, in, you know, two years or whatever, let's just say, I think he's, he's higher on the list than he is right now. Um, just because he, he's always come from small places, um, Murray State, grew up in South Carolina, stuff like that, where just he's never been in, in big city lights and stuff. So, and I really think that with the, he plays, you said it perfectly, and I think it's the biggest comparison he ever gets is Russell Westbrook. I mean, he, he comes full force every time up and down the court. Um, he's not afraid to come right at your head. Uh, we've seen it when he tried to, you know, jump over Kevin Love and dunk on him. I mean, he's tried to dunk on I don't know how many people. Um, and I, I think that's something that he'll need to learn to, hey, you know, maybe I lay it up here just for, you know, saving the body and that way he prolongs his career. But, I mean, he's just electric. Uh, I really, really enjoy sitting down and watching Memphis Grizzlies games because of him. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people have said that in the past, even though they did have the grit and grind there and stuff. You know, just the electricity he brings on the court. Um, that team with him, Jaron Jackson, uh, guys like that, I think it'll be a really good team uh, come in a couple years. And I mean, I, everything else you said, I mean, his, his stats are good. Um, you see what he did last year at Murray state when he has, you know, his uh, last year in college, you know, averaged 24 points a game, ridiculous and, and was great in the tournament. So I'm excited to see him grow and, and develop his game. And, and to me, I think he's probably going to be the rookie of the year. So he already has, you know, an award under his belt. No, yeah, I, I agree. I wanted to ask you though, what was, um, what was the deciding factor between putting Jar over Tatum? Was it because you talked about big markets and Jason Tatum's in obviously a a bigger market? Was it more longevity, um, maybe because uh, you know John Morant can play maybe a couple more years? No, no, because both, well, of, both them of them are playing yeah, through exactly, two thousand thirty. Yeah, yeah. They're both really playing ten years. They're both playing. Um, the market thing. To me, I don't want to put too much emphasis on that because it's not fair because we a lot of these guys, they're still on their first contract and they haven't had a chance, let's say, test for agency. But to me, it's also it factor. You know, you, you look and I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm trying to think of, of just, it, for instance, like Lonzo Ball or something. Alonzo Ball, he's a really, really good player, but he doesn't have that flashy person. Jaw just comes off, and maybe it's not a good as as good of a comparison, but it just also when you're the face of a league and you're the face of your team, you need to have that it factor, and Jaw has that. You know, we we just mentioned two, three times already Russell Westbrook in the same conversation as John Moran. There's a reason Russell Westbrook is one of you know a lot of people's favorite player in the league and what he does and he's you know when you mention top players in the NBA you mention Russell Westbrook because he has that it personality, it factor to him, and I think that was the deciding factor between them. But then again, I mean I think we're gonna have a lot of the same guys yeah. in the same area on this list. Um, but it it really was tough to put this list together just because you know you feel like hey maybe this guy should be higher maybe this guy should be lower um, depending on their age. 
and just stuff like that. How, you know, a lot of these guys haven't hit their prime yet. You know, they're still out, you know, cause they just got drafted in the past couple of years, but then also some of these guys have been in their prime as we'll get into it. But yeah, that, that was really my yeah. deciding factor between the no, two. No, I mean, it's really just a, uh, just a prediction, quite honestly. I mean, you, there's like, you know, you can't really, I mean, you can obviously go off of what you've seen from them, um, but obviously some of them are super young uh, rookies, second year. So you could really just go off of, um, you know, those stat lines and whatnot. And, you know, uh, it's really just, you know, do I feel more for this guy or do I feel more for this guy? So, I mean, I was just wondering, cause I mean, I had them in the reverse order. So, um, you know, is it, and, and I could see where you're coming from. Maybe, you know, maybe Tatum, I mean, Tatum's, you know, the number one option, but you look at their team and you, you know, you say, you know, I'm just putting it maybe in your perspective, how you would see things, you know, you maybe say, Hey, you know, maybe John Morant's more of a face of a franchise than, you know, Jason Tatum is because you have Kemba that's a close second, you know, have Jalen Brown right next to him as well. Well, I, I wouldn't say the guys around him um, take that because you look, for instance, you know, the big three era. Chris Bosh, yeah, he took a hit, and I don't think he gives a, a, as much credit as he should, but guys like Dwayne Wade versus LeBron, Dwayne Wade still gets, gets as much credit, I think, um, as he should to a certain extent. But it's more just like I said, it's the it factor. It's um, what he brings every night on a nightly basis. And John Morant's going to be one of those guys that when you pay for a ticket to go to an NBA game and you pay that $100 you know, to sit in the lower bowl, you're going to get yourself – it's going to be worth your money because he's going to bring it every single night. Like Russell Westbrook, like even, and I don't want to make this comparison, but like Kobe, you know, you pay to go see Kobe. Guess what? You're getting your money's worth when you go see Kobe. Cause you know, every single night for 48 minutes, he's going to give it his all. So that, that's really yeah. where, I, where I was coming from. And I think you'll kind of see that. Um, uh, maybe uh, mostly, I think as, as yeah. my list. No, goes I, along. I think that I was just trying to see it from your perspective. I think that like, I could see where – because, I mean, yeah, the, the big three era, that point is valid. See, like – like, I kind of see – because, you know, let's not be remiss if we don't say that D-Wade was balling out before LeBron got there. So, like, maybe – so, if, yeah, like, LeBron's and, and, not there, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron – we know LeBron is a guy that makes players better, but also, you know, do you see, like – like D-Wade being the man, if, if LeBron doesn't go, like you see, maybe you see him in a different light where, you know, this guy's like the man. And, f- you know, that's kind of like the same thing with like jaw right now in Memphis. Um, you know, even though I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, de- I, I definitely see where you're going on that. And, and I totally understand. It just, like, like I said, I think we're, both of us are going to have guys in the same area. Um, it might be flipped. It might be the same. Or it might be two spots ahead, two spots below, but I think it's really just, just off feeling as I was doing this, as I was making this list. It's kind of yeah. just like, hey, I think this guy here, this guy here, and I even played. Yeah, I'll agree. With that, bit, well, that was my. Good. I was just trying to see it like from your side of of the, you know, the table here. But for me, for me, Tatum was, you know, yeah. as you mentioned before, that was sort of an it factor where I said, hey, I feel like, you know, even though maybe he's not getting, uh, and obviously I think Tatum is, you know he's grown into that number one option for um, or an eventual number one option for the Celtics. But I just feel like he has more of an it for me than a guy like John Morant. But I mean, uh, to get into number eight, I have Kevin Durant um, and I have KD at eight just because 
listen, we don't know when he's coming, like when he's going to come back. Like we don't know if he's going to be uh, the Kevin Durant that we saw with the Warriors or, uh, you know, 2014 MVP Kevin Durant um, that we saw. Um, so we don't know if he's going to be that caliber of a player. I still expect him to no doubtably um, compete. Uh, I think that they have a very big shot to, and especially, you know, you, and we don't even really bring this up too much how, you know, this is giving, uh, you know, of course we're not having basketball right now, but this is giving a lot of guys like Kevin Durant um, just more time to just heal. I mean, it's like he would just be, you know, it's just like any other day, even if the season was going on, he's just healing. So, I mean, this is just a bunch of guys that are, you know, obviously like rehabbing and whatnot during this time as well. Um, and, you know, Kevin Durant's one of those guys and he'll be back next season. So we don't know. Um, and I think he's going to come back, um, you know, pretty, pretty much like his old self, but I think there's going to be, I think there will be some, uh, you know, getting back into the, uh, groove sort of things, uh, that'll come up, um, you know, some issues there, but I, I do think that he'll be, um, it's, it's not fair to not put him on. And I think that's where, um, you know, with, uh, as big of a name as Kevin Durant is, I feel like it's, a injustice to not put him on but I think he has um you know some shots with you know Kyrie to go at Giannis um for some years and uh we'll see where that goes yeah no that that's um for sure uh and I don't want to get too much into KD because I have on my list coming up soon but for me number eight Joel Embiid I know you said he wasn't on your list and it's funny because I just talked about a guy who brings it every night and that goes a lot into my um decision and Joel Embiid's a guy who, you know, a lot of people question his uh, effort level on some nights. But, and to me, I think he could even be higher in this list. I think, though, the biggest question is health-wise and something that we don't know. You know, one day he's healthy, the next day he's not. Um, and, and stuff like that in his longevity. He's 26 years old. Um, I mean, he's missed a lot, a lot of games in his short NBA career or – you know, four or five years in the league that he's been here, but his talent level talent level is undeniable. Um, I think he's one of the most talented guys on this list. And if you go off just talent based, I think he's top five. Um, so uh, everything he's done so far is just amazing to me. Um, and I think they need to really, the 76ers have something good there. And if they were to, you know, I think a lot of people have talked about, splitting up him and Ben Simmons. Uh, I think that the only way they would get rid of Embiid is just because they would rather have Simmons who's, uh, you know, throughout his career more healthy. But I mean, just the stats he's put up in in his four-year career, he's out of those four years, three-time an all-star. Last season averaged 27 and a half points a game. Uh, The other three seasons, he's averaged about 22 points a game and stuff like that, just everything he's done. But then again, you know, it's longevity. He hasn't played. Um, the most games he's ever played in his uh, a season is 64, which again, brings him down this low on the list for me. And I know he doesn't even make the list for you, which I think a lot of people will, you know, some people will question and be like, Hey, you know, you know, you guys don't know this to go, don't know that. But at the same time, you know, it's not just playing two, three years into this next decade or three, four years. It's, you know, lasting a good seven, eight years into the next decade and really being, you know, people talking about him yeah, uh, there's, and for a long time. There's a bunch of cases to, um, you know, just give my input on Embiid because, um, 
you know, he's one of the more notable guys that wasn't on my list. Um, but for me, it was the injury. But also, I really question it because, look, let's not be, you know, mistaken here. Like, a lot of guys could be on this list. Like, I could have put, you know, I could have easily taken someone out, put them, you know, right outside my top 10 and then moved and beat right in. Like it's, it's really just that debatable here for me. Um, but I, I, you know, I try to see both sides of the story here and, and I debated putting a beat in because look, there's guys putting good situations and Embiid really isn't in a good one. So, um, and we know, you know, and you got to follow storylines as well. So, you know, Sixers aren't really in the best, uh, you know, place right now, as far as their team goes, and, you know, two of the biggest storylines are – or two of the biggest names involved in storylines are Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So, to my knowledge, I mean, it would make, you know, best sense to say, hey, like, a guy like Embiid, maybe he gets put in a better situation, just like maybe a guy like Devin Booker. Um, and obviously – well, Devin Booker is a different story because Devin Booker's, you know – I mean, he's, he's surrounded by some, some better players this season – but he's sort of on his own island over there, kind of. Um, he does have Uber in. But, you know, you talk about pairing him with, with you know, who they were rumored to say that he was going to D-Book and, um, and Cat, which is, I think it's highly unlikely because Devin Booker's contract is still, you know, up in, like, I think 2024, 2025, uh, one of those years. So, you know, that that's kind of um, – unless, you know, you could find out, you know uh, – move around some cap, you know, find, find out a trade um, potentially or, or uh, something of that to try and make that work. But, um, you know, they would have to wait to sign them if, you know, you wait until, um, you know, 2024, 2025. So, but getting back to Embiid, I just think that, you know, seeing it from the other side, um, cause that's what I'm really trying to do here. I think that Embiid, um, you know, Embiid is is in a worse situ- uh, is in a bad situation, and maybe he gets put in a better situation in this decade to help his play out, and maybe he he becomes even better than he does. You know, depending on his situation, and I don't feel like the Sixers is is that good of a situation right now for him, um, and really for Ben Simmons as well, um, who could also be thrown in this list even if he wants to. So, yeah, I mean, but for me, it was just. It was injuries, and that's why I didn't have a guy like, um, you know, Kyrie, who's who's dealt with some injuries. That's why I didn't have him in here. Um, but KD, KD for me was too much of a big name to not put in here. I felt like, um, and again, yeah, and again, I I I felt yeah, like I, I'm telling you, it's it's really just how you feel about a certain player. I think I think that that's what um, me and you have reiterated, and I think that that's a good way to put it. That's that's how we like organized our list. Yeah, and then uh, at number seven, um, sure. I have Trey Young. Now Trey Young's coming off his sophomore season. Um, he's averaging twenty nine point six points. Um, first, you know, first time All Star this year, um, along with, you know, uh, I think yeah, he participated in the in the three point contest. He was in the um, Rising Stars game. Um, so a lot of um, different accolades coming from for uh, you know Trey Young this season. Um, and he's significantly improved. I mean, significantly, um, you know, really improved his game a lot. Um, you know, he's, he's known for his, you know, three point shooting, which is something that, 
Uh, you know, he really thrives in. You know, he he shot um, from the from three this season. He shot thirty six percent, as opposed to from thirty two percent the prior year. Um, but he's really just improved, and you know, I don't think a lot of people really. Um, you know, put enough attention to the fact that they got Clint Capella. I think that's going to help a lot with Trey Young's play. It's going to give another guy to go to in the pick and roll, um, another guy to throw a lob to. Um, obviously, you know, you want a guy like John Collins. Um, you know, I, I think that that'll be good too because John Collins is a guy that likes to knock down threes. I know he killed the Heat one game where he had like five or six threes. Um, and I think that's the game that uh, Trey Young got hurt. Um, where he sort of just rolled on his ankle. Um, but he, you know, with John Collins, they're spreading the floor. Clint Capella is a, you know, a big threat, um, you know, inside the paint. Um, and, you know, a guy that can provide some defensive presence in the paint. I think that's a lot. That's what a lot of teams are lacking is a rim protecting center. So I think that with that team, I think Trey Young's going to be able to thrive. And look, I mean, in this next decade, I mean, he could. We everyone talks about you know the 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 big run that Steph Curry had. I think he could have a similar one. It just depends. He needs to be put with the right guys. Um, and there's a couple guys on that team where I don't really know um, if they can be, you know. And and again, I mean, it only helps to their to their advantage. Not not really helps because uh, you know obviously with the new lottery odds and whatnot, you know you don't know what's going to happen. The Pelicans got the number one pick, and no one thought they were going to get the number one pick. So. But with, with as bad as, as they've been doing, they get another draft pick um, and see where that goes. Um, this draft class isn't that deep, um, you know, as opposed to like last year and, and years prior. But, um, again, we'll see what happens. Um, and I think that Trey Young is set for a, a phenomenal third season in a decade. Yeah, no, Um Again, he's going to be on my list, actually, uh, at number six. But I, I don't want to go too much into him because he's on my list, as I just mentioned. But, but a guy who every time, another guy, every time he's on TV, and if, it, if the Hawks guy, I know they haven't been good since he's came, but I really do think that they're going to take off next season. I know a lot of people predicted them to, you know, kind of contend for a playoff spot this year, and that didn't happen. But I think that, you know, they're they're in the in they're in the right way uh right works that I like their coach Lloyd Pierce and, and Trey Young's a guy who you want him to be the face of your franchise I know coming out of uh college into the draft you know I I, I won't be afraid to say it you know and obviously we didn't have the podcast back then but I I didn't I thought you know he would I, I labeled him to be maybe a bust I didn't know how good he could be um and stuff like that but he's really proved me wrong over these past uh couple seasons but for me number seven Kevin Durant you just mentioned uh I think the only thing that's holding me back from putting him higher on this list again like Joel Embiid is coming off Achilles injury which I don't think many people have came back as good or even better from than what they were before the injury and also he's 31 years old um I think his prime will only last another good to me I think he will last probably another good three to four years and after that he'll still be in the league and, and a big name in the league um, so that's why I think he'll, he'll be in this decade, you know, playing in this decade for close to most, not maybe not if all of it, um, if he wants to play late, you know, and to get into his 40s. But a guy who he's a walking bucket, 10 um, time all star, two time NBA champion, 
a two-time finals MVP, rookie of the year, uh, nine-time All-NBA, four-time scoring champion, uh, averaging 27 points a game for his career. I mean, just a, a monster. And uh, I'm excited for that Brooklyn Nets team come next year with him. Hopefully Kyrie can get healthy. Karis LeVert, uh, guys like that, Jared Allen. I mean, just a lot, a lot of good young talent on that team, um, as well as him and Kyrie. And, and I think the key is for both of them to be healthy, as that didn't happen this year. But, you know, there will be a contender in the East. And I think for years to come, there will be a contender. I mean, him signing a, a long-term deal, um, a four-year deal. And I think those four years will be kind of the last four years of his big prime um, of his career. But he, I think he'll always be able to average 20-plus um, throughout his NBA career, uh, never averaged below 20 points a game, his lowest point per game total uh average was 20 points a game exactly in his rookie year so uh yeah i mean just uh, uh, all around i mean he's been he's been you know you could argue for the 2010s he was a a face of um the decade or one of and and he'll be again yeah you know this no i i think that um as far as kevin Durant goes i kind of already really touched up on a lot of my points uh but you know a, a lot of and and you ask yourself you know and and you know, I mean, Ryan, if you want to answer this question too, I mean, we, you know, we talk about a lot of these players and, uh, you know, and I even kind of questioned what, would it, you know, would it kind of be not only like the faces, but also guys, this basically means like guys entering their prime. And when you look at, or, or going to be in their prime in, in the 2020, you know, decade, but as for Kevin Durant, I mean, we could argue, I mean, have we seen, the best of Kevin Durant already, like have we, and that's to be um, determined. I mean, have we seen the best of him? It possibly, but I think he still has so much to prove, and that's why I put him here. And I, I think maybe the same for you, maybe not. But a lot of people still question: Can he win a championship um, without joining already a great team? Because that's that's going to be, and for me, I, I really did not have a problem with him joining the Warriors. It looked bad, yes. Um, did I have a little problem? I guess. But I'm one of the few people to be like, hey, you know, it's his decision. It is what it is. And as a Heat fan, you know, you look at what LeBron did coming here. It's a little different, but at the same time, it's the same to me. Um, so that's why I can't be hypocritical and say, hey, he went and joined this, that, whatever. Um, I think he still has a lot to prove. Uh, in, a few, in a couple interviews, uh, got on, you know, all the smoke, uh, knucklehead stuff like that that he's been on, especially you know since joining the Nets. He, you can tell he he wants to still prove that he can play at a high level and win. Um, a lot of his game is also straight up shooting, which I think you know as much as his game is driving and stuff, he can still you know at the three point line you know just get the rock and and, and shoot it and and most of the time it's going to go in. So for me, I think that was really the deciding factor as to where on the list. I think if he didn't have this Achilles injury, maybe he would have even been, like I said, higher for me. Yeah, there's potential that um, as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's very debatable um, whether or not uh, we've seen, uh, you know, the best of Kevin Durant. And, uh, I mean, I could hear from other, you know, we could obviously hear from other people as well um, on that. I think it's it's very it's a, it's a pretty good question because um, you don't know. And with, you know, I guess the severity um, of the injury he, he sustained, I don't know if you know, he comes back at what percentage and whatnot, but those are obviously questions that will be answered when he returns. Uh, you know, for me, uh, number six, I have uh, 
Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard. Um, he's definitely one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. Um, you know, there's there's a couple that come to mind, but he's definitely up there in terms of my favorite players to watch. Um, you know, talk about a guy that could just take control of a game um, and really, uh, you know, just dominate uh, night in and night out. Um, he's a guy who, you know, you put the ball in his hands. Um, you know, he could go on a stretch where, you know, he scores like 15, 20 in the quarter. I mean, the guy can flat out shoot the ball and take over a game. And, and in the clutch, I mean, you talk about, you know, last season with uh, – not this season, but last season um, against the Thunder, uh, you know, in six games, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, sent him home. And, uh, you know, off a, off a game winner, and he, you know, shot that – exactly, yeah. And he just – I mean, he wants How's the that moment. factor I mean, like he we talked all the about. bright lights. I mean, even though, you know, I guess Portland isn't the brightest of lights, but, you know, he just – he has what it takes to, to be great. And I think that – I think it's been Curry's turn in terms of point guards. I think it's, it's been Curry's turn. It's been Kyrie's turn with, you know, the Cavs. Um, and, I mean, Kyrie's still got a little bit left in the tank, I think, and so does stuff. But I think it's really time for Dame to, you know, and he hasn't even really played with uh, – and, I mean, he's played with – a. An older mellow, um, but he hasn't really and, – and CJ is obviously a great player, but he hasn't really played with, um, you know, another perennial superstar, yeah. A guy, or even you know, really uh, an all-star. I mean – Yeah, or even an all-star. I mean, uh, a, a multiple time – yeah, multiple time all-star that's in their prime. You know, obviously mellow, Hall of Famer, first bat, you know, all of that, and, and everything goes into that. But I do have to agree with you on that, and – Dame did not make my list. Um, again, another tough guy who could have made it, but you make very valid points and a guy who probably should be on my list. Um, listen, he, that it factor, like we keep talking about, he has it, not af- not afraid to shy away from big moments and a guy who, we, when you mentioned top point cards, and I think as we go into the next decade, like we are, you cannot uh, not mention top players without mentioning uh, Dame Dollar with everything he's doing on and off the court, um, you know, showing that basketball players can be a lot more than just basketball players. And, and, you know, obviously him going into music and stuff. And I think stuff like that also gets forgotten when we talk about faces of a league and what they're doing on and off the yeah, court. No, but that, that is a, uh, for sure something. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, someone to, to talk about, but uh, for me at number six is, is a, for me, number six is Trey Young. Again, someone you just had a little earlier in your list. The kid can shoot it from, I mean, anywhere on the court. I think that, you know, he is the next Steph Curry. I think that's a lot to say, but at the same time, not a lot to say. <laughs> he, we've seen it. He's in the same conference as the Heat, as we're both Heat fans. I think if you've listened to at least one or two podcasts uh, now, by now, you know we're Heat fans. But a guy who averaging – I'm going to round up 30 points this season, averaged 20 points last season. Um, he he has it. I mean, he can do everything. Averaging nine assists this season, base uh, the rebounds. Yeah, it's not going. He's a point guard, uh, but shooting wise, um, efficient field goal percentage is over 50 percent this season. 500 for his career, even though it's only been two years. 
and, and, you know, I touched on him before with everything I said and a kid who, uh, and I think him and Luca will always be talked about just because they got traded for each other in the draft and, and stuff like that. And we'll talk about Luca later. Um, and I know both he's both on our, on our list, but you know, he, him and Luca are both performing to expectation so far and everything they're doing. It may be exceeding expectation. I know for me, Trey Young has exceeded expectation and I'll get into Luca more later, but I mean, he, he's doing everything. And I think he really cut, I mean, his nickname Without is feeding, doubt, fitting yeah. for him. Ice and, uh, I mean, the, the kid. I've already like touched said, up on Trey Young. Um, phenomenal player. Um, I think he's going to be, um, you know, for sure, um, you know, whatever time all-star, I mean, he's going to, he's going to have a lot of accolades when, you know, when we get to 2030. Um, but for me, number five, and as we get close to the top five, I mean, I really just have to look at, um, you know, big time faces, big time potential, um, big time, uh, everything. And for me, number five is Anthony Davis, otherwise known as AD, the brow. Um, and for me with Anthony Davis, it's been, you know, he finally got out of New Orleans um, and he's in L.A. Uh, and we talk about big market. L.A. is one of the biggest, if not the biggest market, um, you know, up just up there with New York as well. Um, but, you know, it's just all about um, and it's not like he, you know, and he flourished. I mean, let's not let's not be, you know, remiss here. I mean, he flourished with, you know, the Pelicans, but now playing with, you know, arguably, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, LeBron James, um, you know, he's, I mean, he, he's just going to really just, uh, you know, do well in, with LeBron and, and that team, uh, you know, coming from uh, New Orleans. And now uh, with LA, you have, you have a really good shot to win a championship. Um, and, you know, the Clippers are right next door, but, uh, you know, they can for sure do some damage. Um, and, yeah, he's got a lot of years left. I mean, look, the guy's 26 years old, 26 years old. Um, you know, his pretty much his eighth year in the league. Um, you know, he's been an all-star seven of those, seven of those eight years um, besides his rookie year. So, again, a guy that is definitely going to be, um, you know, could definitely have a shot at MVP. Um, and I think that's where – for me, I think that that's where my top five really, really, um, you know, sets apart from the rest of the guys is I think these guys, these next five guys, including Anthony Davis, these are the MVP candidates, you know, the, the potential uh, MVP candidates uh, going into 2020. Um, and I think a name that we, we've really not even touched on is James Harden, uh, another guy that we should definitely consider um, putting on this list. Um, and I kind of forgot about him a little bit. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? I, I did too. Um, and I think, you know, in between, after I gave my number five, we're going to go into James Harden. I just made that decision as we're going here. Um, and I think this is part of being a new podcast and not planning correctly or not planning enough. But yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to get into James Harden uh, right after I give my number five and, and everything he's done and, and his the face that he is of the league. But um, for me, I mean, AD also on my list, one spot higher than you, and I'll get it, I'll, I'll get more into him uh, as we you know when we get there. For me, though, num- number um, five on my list is Zion. Listen, 
another tough one. I, I do really think he could be higher, and he probably should be higher, but I'm putting him at number five. The kids, for only playing 20 games this season, obviously he was hurt, and, and I think that also scares me a little bit, you know, with, you know, the physicality he plays with and just the the up and down, you know, how forceful he is on his body. Um, that scares me with injuries and how long he can last, but I think he'll be in this league for, you know, I think even going into the, the 2030s, you know, let's say we're here in 10 years and we're doing this list again, he's still going to be on this list just because, I mean, averaging 24 points a game, again, rounding up um, in his 19 games so far, and he's done everything and even more than what we've asked of him or what we expected of him coming into the league. We had to wait a little longer than what we wanted to, a couple months longer, but at Duke last year, I mean, just everything, he, listen, every every time you turn on an, an NBA channel, if that's ESPN, NBA TV, TNT, whatever, there are, Zion's always coming up, uh, no matter if his team's playing or not. And hopefully, you just talked about Anthony Davis and I am, you know, about getting out of New Orleans. Hopefully, that doesn't happen with him where he has to leave New Orleans because um, New Orleans is a great town and whatever. But I, I think that they're building it right there now. They, You know, you have Lonzo around him, Brandon Ingram, who's another guy who, who you know, probably not on this list yet. But, you know, for sure, let's see two, three years, and he could be one of the faces also. Um, yeah. But no, I have Zion. Just and, unbelievable. And I'll get into Zion more, uh, but, yeah. um, later and just how much of a, you know, a beast he is um, and something that we've really never seen before. But uh, for number four, um, number four I have, yeah, yeah. Well, right, 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 right before right before we get into number four, let's talk about James Harden because it's a guy both of us don't have on our list. I think he should be on the list, no matter if he's number nine or if he's you know number three. Um, for me, listen, the guy is unbelievable. I talk about a bucket. He's averaging thirty four this season, thirty six last season. Some people thought he could average forty. Um, I think that he's thirty years old. He's going to be in the league for most of this decade in dominating, I think in terms of scoring and, and scoring titles and stuff for this day, de- uh, for this decade, he he's unbelievable. Um, as much people want to hate on him sometimes. And, you know, with his step back and this and that, I make clown him and make fun of him. What he's come from, from being a six man on that OKC team, which that OKC team is unbelievable to think about who they had on that team, three future MVPs and no long, none of them are on OKC anymore to what he is now, you know, yeah. uh, an MVP and again and stuff like um, that. Eight time all-star. J- he, he's James Harden is listening to this podcast. I sincerely apologize. Um, but <laughs> I hope he's listening. I, I, I truly, do. I don't think he's listening, Jake, but Hey, <laughs> listen, if anyone has a, a plug to get James Harden to come on the podcast, yeah, we'd love to see you uh, listening. Please tell I'll him ask him what's in DM us. I'll um, ask him what's in his beard. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, James Harden is another guy yeah. that, um, and we talked yeah. about um, yeah. before I even get to his success. I mean, a guy that um, you talk about guys that are put in a perfect situation, and that's what he, you know, eventually landed. Um, you know, obviously that the Thunder were able to deal him to Houston, and it's turned out great for him. I mean, he's been with Houston uh, since 2013, and. I mean, made his first all-star appearance with Houston, um, and he's had his past uh, eight all-star appearances with, with Houston. He's 30 years old now. Um, you know, he's getting – he's in the 30s now, so he's getting a little bit of an older um, vet-type player, but he's still going to be dominating, um, that's for sure. Um, you know, 
Houston likes to experiment with all these different, uh, you know, lineups and systems and uh, with small ball now. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, Maury and, and D'Antoni, I mean, you know, they, they like to experiment there. But, um, you know, there's no doubt that James Harden is going to be the face of that franchise, face of uh, one of the faces of the league. And, uh, you know, he's had the past three seasons um, dating back to 2017-2018 season. He's been averaging 30 points, a, uh, 30 points per game. So, you know, 30, 30 points um, in 2018, uh, you know, 2019, 36, um, which is ridiculous. Um, and then obviously um, this past season, he's, average, he's averaging 34. Uh, so really impressive numbers. A uh, guy who, you know, has really uh, redefined the game with a lot of his, you know, not only just, just the way he creates space, I think. Like he just creates space in so many different ways. Um, you know, he, you know, if he's not getting a shot from outside, if that's contested and a lot of teams have obviously, you know, tried to mix up their defensive schemes and whatnot, you know, he'll take you to the hole, he'll draw a foul. Um, he'll take a quick two if he needs to. So he has a bunch of different ways, you know, of scoring and, you know, he could really just, um, maximize, um, you know, everything out of his opponent to get what he, to get the shot that he wants. So he's just, he's a really like, um, you know, I, I, I like to clown on him and, you know, he's not my favorite player in the league. And sometimes he's my least favorite player in the league, but at the end of the day, you you have to respect greatness. And that's exactly what James Harden is. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, that now, you can get into number four, um, something that I think we both sure. made a mistake on, not yeah. putting him on the list. But we did, we did give him his props. Uh, yeah, number, my number four. Break here. Yeah, my in, number in four the, is uh, Kawhi Leonard. Now getting back uh, to it, it's Kawhi Leonard. Who is your number four um, on the list? Because yeah. Kawhi Leonard is, you know, coming off of course a historic 2019 season. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, taking a a team and, you know, you could talk about Masai Ujiri. I mean, the, the job that he did with that Raptors team, getting Kawhi, who was in an uneasy situation with San Antonio, um, orchestrating that deal for DeMar, who, you know, many thought at the time was dumb because DeMar had devoted a lot of, uh, you know, time and energy and effort to that city to make it, um, you know, a basketball town. And they just ship him off for Kawhi Leonard, who obviously is a great player, but many question if he would stay or not. And now we know the answer to that. He didn't stay. But at the end of the day, uh, to really just – and it's it's really not the fact that they had to orchestrate a lot to get Kawhi to, get, to go there. Um, and I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but um, really just, uh, you know, they made a move at, at the deadline to get Marcus All. Um, but along with Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard was able to do his – to his thing and, and – you know, to, to really, I mean, just to give props to Jerry and that whole front office, I mean, just the, the job that they were able to do just to bring him in and, uh, he delivered you know, in a one yeah. year, yeah, in a, in a one year, like, turnaround, it's, like, crazy. Um, and it's still crazy to even think about. Um, and obviously, like, people are going to say, oh, well, injuries help with the Warriors. And, you know, they, you know, had two of their star players out and whatnot. And, yeah, I mean, it played a, a factor into it. But at the end of the day, the Raptors are 2019 NBA champions. They got the job done, and that's you know all that's that's uh you know been uh, been said about them um, about you know just the historic one that they had last season. 
Um, but as far as Kawhi goes, I mean, look, he's with the Clippers this season. Um, and I assume, you know, if anything, you know, if nothing goes bad and, um, I think there's been some rumors here and there, you know, things weren't going, um, uh, and the, the thing is with that team too, um, and I'll say this real quick before I get into my little, um, Kawhi, um, just talking about him, but thing is with that Clippers team too, um, and they've done a little bit better with size, um, adding Joakim Noah, um, and they added, you know, within the past couple months, I mean, they've added so much. I mean, you look down the line and you're like, I mean, where the hell, I mean, we compare them to the Lakers and it's like, I mean, night and day there. I mean, they have so much depth compared to a team like the Lakers. Um, but, you know, also with that team, it's surprising because you don't, you don't really hear too much about them. There's been a rumor here and there, but there's so many strong egos on that team with Patrick Beverly. Um, you know, and, and I don't think Patrick Beverly is a, is a guy to get, um, you know, hissy with his teammates, I guess, but uh, just a lot of strong personalities, if you get what I mean. So it's pretty, it's pretty like, um, it's pre- it'll be pretty interesting to see. I mean, obviously one year is a small sample size, but anyway, get back to Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard is, um, you know, definitely a top three, uh, let's see. Yeah. Top three player right now. Um, definitely a, uh, star player, um, in the NBA. And, you know, he's basically a guy who, you know, is a scoring machine, um, you know, defense is obviously uh, what he's known for, but he could do it on both ways. Two-way player, one of the best two-way players, if not the best two-way player in the game. Um, and, again, in a big market, um, you know, people, you could argue, oh, Paul George, Kawhi, um, you know, which one of them really, really is um, the number one player on there. But, honestly, um, you know, they're both, they're both pretty, you know, tight for number one option, but I'd probably give it to Kawhi. Um, I think that he's going to be the face of that franchise. And um, listen, there's, you know, a lot of potential um, for him to grow in this, in this decade. Yeah. um, Again, I have Kawhi a little higher on my list and I will get, I will talk about him when his time comes for me though. Number four, uh, Anthony Davis, we mentioned him earlier. You had him on your list. Um, the guy's unbelievable. I really don't think he's gotten as much credit as he should have so far throughout his career. Another guy who's dealt with injuries, but um, number one overall pick back in 2012, you know, then the New Orleans Hornets, now it's the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, got out of there uh, kind of forcefully and, and got where he wanted to LA. And people don't, you know, kind of remember, but he is a free agent come this off season. So, you know, technically he could walk. I, I don't think, you know, he, I don't, he's a free yeah. agent, but at the same time, I, re- I really don't think he is. I think he'll resign. To me, he's the next face of the Lakers. Uh, he's going to be the next great big that will play as a Laker. Um, and depending on championships, I'll make kind of a hot, you know, a bold statement here. And, you know, maybe one day that number three that he wears is, uh, or I think he wants to switch to 23 after this season, whatever number he ends up wearing for the longest period of time. I could end up being in the rafters uh, in the Staples Center. And it it will be amazing, amazing to think about um, when that time comes. But uh, to me, he's a guy who averages 25 plus a season, even this season with LeBron being on his team. And I know it's an older LeBron averaging 26. His career high is 28 points a game. I think he could easily average 30 if he really, really wants everything averages for his career 10 plus rebounds a game 
can, you know, his assists are down, but I think that, you know, I think he can improve on that. But otherwise, I mean, defensive wise, a, a defensive monster, um, three-time block champ, uh, hasn't won a defensive player of the year award yet, but I think that could come as soon as this season, three-time all defensive team, uh, three-time all NBA, seven-time all-star, just, I mean, the accolade, yeah, I go down the list with the accolades already. And I think that, you know, I, I'll go and, you know, he could have got his first NBA championship this season. We'll see if the season continues or not. Interesting to watch. And, and yeah, that's really my number four. Yeah. No, uh, for, for sure. Um, no, uh, I had Anthony Davis already, uh, and I've already really um, put my, uh, my two cents on him. Um, but to really just transition to the top three, um, and I think that these guys are uh, – for sure going to be um, marquee players um, come these next 10 years. Um, and to start off with number three, Zion Williamson for me. Um, and Zion is uh, already a, a huge name in the NBA. Um, he hasn't played too much, um, only played, let's see, probably uh, about two months, um, I want to say roughly, um, before this whole entire thing uh, went down. Um, so about a month or two. Uh, and he's already shown great signs. Um, obviously coming back from, um, you know, an injury that he sustained, uh, you know, something that he um, sort of just came came into the league with um, from Duke. Um, and it's been something that's bothering him, um, you know, and, and people really question if he can, um, if he'll be, you know, a healthy player throughout his career. But I think that um, as far as this list goes, I think that his potential and just – Everything that I see in him, something that we've never seen, his frame, um, his body type, just, you know, 6'8", like 240, 250, 260, um, around that range. Just a a huge guy, man. And, um, you know, definitely, like, you don't don't see a lot of kids come to the NBA with that size um, at that young of an age. And that's going to be, you know, just for him to – bully NBA vets um, is impressive. And just to, um, he has to work on his three point shooting, but I think that'll come. Um, and we've already seen great strides with his shooting ability. Um, and there's not really much else. I mean, he would, he would probably win rookie of the year. Um, it was undisputed probably before the season started, but then when he started dealing with injuries and questioned whether he would come back and then he missed half the season, um, then it was kind of jaws award, but, or it was Jaws Award, but as far as Iron Man, I, I have him number three. Um, he's going to be a brand name and um, household name, and I, I like him at number three. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, for me, number three is Kawhi, uh, a guy who he's 27, 28 years old, and he's only getting better. Um I think offensively his game is at a point that no one ever thought, including myself, he would ever get to going from his rookie year, averaging, you know, eight points a game to now averaging, you know, 27 points a game. Uh, And just everything he's done to, you know, I think he will win another championship and that'll be three championships with three different teams. And I think he'll probably get finals MVP if he does win another championship. So that's something that not, I don't think has ever been done before. And if it has, it's only been done by a select few players. Um, obviously t- people have won multiple championships with multiple teams, but to be a star and, and do it basically, you know, you being the lead role on, on a team, that's something significant. 
Um, and, you know, I think he's maybe going to be the only player ever to play one season for a team and get his number retired. And that's with the Toronto Raptors, uh, what he did for that city. You know, even though he left at only after one season, he will f- he will never really have to pay for another meal in that city. I mean, people love him there, again, even though he did leave. But listen, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Um, a quiet personality. We talked about Tim Duncan getting into Hall of Fame. You know, Tim Duncan like in, in the sense where he just goes out there, gets his stuff done. You know, not too much, you know, flash and stuff like that. But the guy is just unbelievable. A guy who I love just sitting down watching and, and what he does on the court and, and a guy who plays both ways, which I love, you know, he, he's, he's, he's more known for his defense than his offense and his offense is almost catching up to his defense, which is really, really scary. Um, I know you had him a little lower on your list. And, and for me, I think this is the perfect spot for him and uh, a guy who load manages himself. So, you know, who knows, you know, I think if anything, he could be the guy who retires before he probably should, but you never know. I think he'll be talked about for a long, long time come the next couple of years and, and into, you know, this upcoming decade and stuff or this decade. So yeah, for me, yeah. that's number three. I, I, I had Kawhi, uh, you know, over, over and Kawhi and Zion's actually pretty close for me. Um, but the thing is with Zion, man, it's just, these guys, guys got so much time and it's not like Kawhi doesn't have much time, but I mean, Zion and then, um, you know, just to transition to my next guy, I mean, Luca has so much time, uh, and that's my number two is Luka Doncic. Um, you know, he, he – listen, the guy's in his second season averaging a, t- a triple-double, near triple-double, um, 28 points a game, uh, 8.7 assists, 9.3 rebounds, and that's up from his 21 um, points per game in, in, you know, his rookie season. Uh, you know, just – I mean, this guy's – something else, uh, breaking records left and right, but LeBron's rookie records, um, you know, getting destroyed. Uh, you know, you have NBA records, just NBA records in general, he's destroying, you know, you have, you know, every record left and right. I mean, this guy's just um, tearing uh, defenses apart. Um, he's making a name for himself real early. Um, and, you know, a guy that, you know, you look back at that draft class, I mean, the guy should have been the number one overall pick. I mean, easily. Uh, and, you know, EuroLeague, you know, prepared them really well. Um, I think EuroLeague players – I said players... that from day one. I know we didn't – not, not to interrupt you, not to, not, not to interrupt you, but I said that from day one. I know we didn't have a podcast, but I was telling everyone I knew. I think I probably even told you, Jake, he should have been the number one overall pick. Instead, DeAndre was, but that's besides yeah, the point. I think that a lot of that had to do with um, just the direction that the Suns were going in, I guess. I mean, I guess they just wanted the big man to pair next to – because they thought they were going to be Kobe and Shaq and whatnot. I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That, that's another debate for another time. But for yeah. me, we see what he's doing now. Um, it's easy to say, yeah, I said it. I said so. I said so at the time. I, I still don't understand. It is what it is. Keep going. Uh, he's also number two on my list, but I'll get into him after you make your points. Go. I just I needed yeah. to interrupt you for that because I just it still pisses me off when people say, you know, hey, this, that, the, you know. He should always been number one. I said that year, you know, he's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, Uh, it's valid. Um, He is going to be the next big thing. Uh, And that's the reason why he's – Or he is the the next big, you know. uh, And, and, you know, it's sort of just passing the torch with with Dirk retiring, sort of just saying, you know, hey, here you go, Luca. You know, here's the torch. Uh, Run the Mavs and whatever. And, you know, he's doing that just fine. So I think that he's going to be uh, one hell of a player. And, Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, these guys just have 
a ton of talent and a ton of it potential. So, yeah, I, I, you look and and I think what's even more scary, and I know this is kind of not about Luca, but he has another guy right with him in Chris Taps, who I think if he doesn't get injured, he's for sure on this list. Um, and I think he's Kristaps is regaining form as you know, as we went into this hiatus. Um, they're going to be a scary duo for a lot of years to come. Luca, I mean, he's unbelievable. Uh, MVP candidate already this season. He will win multiple MVPs, in my opinion. And I think that he will lead the Mavs to at least one championship during this decade, if not more. Um, the Mavs have something for European players. You know, you see it with Kristaps now. You see it with Luca, and you you know you saw previously with Dirk and stuff like that. Um, but the guy, the kid, is unbelievable. Uh, he's only twenty years old, twenty one years old. He just turned twenty one about a month ago, um, and and just is when he when you're the MVP of the Euro League. I know the Euro League's not the NBA, but it's basically the second best league in the world. Um, at eighteen years old, there's something to be said about it, and to go more off my point, as I interrupted you before saying he should have been the number one overall pick always. Um, he can, he's a point guard slot, you know, he's a point forward kind in a sense, but I think that him and Devin Booker would have been, listen, I don't know who knows, but I think a lot of the time when you see someone who's going to be, you know, MVP caliber player in a draft and you can name that right off the bat, you, to me, you need to pick them. Um, obviously, I'm not a GM, and, and the GM of the Suns at the time, I forget who it was, was. Um, but I think he's got fired since, and maybe there's a reason he did get fired. If he didn't get fired, my bad. Um, but I'm kind of just talking off the top of my head here. But everything he's done is just unbelievable so far. Again, like I mentioned earlier with Trey and, and Luca, they're always going to be connected, but they're both playing and exceeding expectations coming into the league. Um, I don't. I think both teams, as of right now, won that trade, and everything they're doing. The Mavs maybe more so because they're actually winning and they're in playoff contention and, and you know in the playoffs compared to the Hawks, who's not. But I mean, the kid is going to be, like I mentioned with a couple previous players, he's going to be not only this decade but in the 2030s also for you know two plus decades he's going to be in this league just dominating and, and someone who we're yeah. always going to be talking. Uh, about. As far as Doncic, I mean. I I think I mean no doubtably number one, should be the number one pick. I was just saying as far as the Suns, I mean just trying to I guess go through their thought process as to why they would probably take Aiton over Doncic. And I mean everyone was talking about oh they're going to be Kobe and Shaq, and now you know you know what is that translating to? I don't know. So there's you know not much Kobe and Shaq that I see now. Um, I, I, I mean Devin Booker is a great player, but. Um, from Aiden's side, I mean, there's still a lot of room to, to grow, but I think that Doncic has um, way more, like, you know, it, it's just – it's not even a comparison. So, to move on to my number one, uh, to finish off this list, um, I have Giannis and Nakumbo. Um, he's already dominating, um, you know, the – I guess the latter half of this decade. And going into the, you know, the 2030s – or, excuse me, the 2020s uh, leading up to the 2030 decade – um, I think he's going to be um, no doubtedly the best player. Even if we had a guy like Harden here, I still would put Giannis first um, just because, I mean, the guy is – he's unbelievable. Um, averaging 20, nearly 30 points this season um, along with 
you know, 13.7 rebounds, which is crazy. Um, and he's just uh, – the guy is is ridiculous. They call him the Greek freak for a reason. Um, you know, can take the ball, take it up the court in transition and finish. He can – you know, the only thing he really needs to work on is his shot. But we've seen improvement this year um, with his three-point attempts. I mean, the guy – He's not shooting that bad from three, 30%. Um, it could be better, but for a guy like the Greek freak who uh, dominates with his physical presence, um, that's not too bad. And uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that team is perfectly built around him. Um, he can thrive. He can do whatever he needs to do, and he's got help along the way um, with you know, all of his perimeter shooters and whatnot and his bigs. Um, so... I really like um, Giannis to be the top player in the next decade. And, um, of course, I mean, he needs to capture that that one title, but I think he could for sure do that. Um, uh, you know, obviously don't sleep on the East, but I think that they can for sure uh, come, out top, uh, come out on top uh, several years. Yeah, um, you mentioned the title, and I think that would That's be the biggest thing, thing for him. He's only 25 years old. Every every yeah every single year he's improved. To he went from his rookie year averaging six seven points a game to you know literally improving every year by a significant amount up until these past two three years where you know he went a couple two years ago he averaged 27 then 28 now 30 if you round up all of those numbers and like you said I mean you you put it perfectly if he makes a three point if he just develops averaging you know 35 36 percent from three which he's having 30 right now where he can hit one two threes a i game. mean shoot he doesn't even need to see what I mean, th- more how you can stop him no but think about L- it I mean, he L- doesn't literally. even need three-point shooters if he could develop a three-point shot i mean i mean think about it yeah i mean if he does that i i you might have to say he's the most he will be the most dominant player of all time if he does do that um i know Shaq has called him you know a kind of a baby Shaq. But to me, it's even more scarier that Giannis has handles and that, you know, he can bring the ball up and down the court. And I know Shaq, you know, way early in his career, you know, you saw him go coast to coast time to time. But Shaq, it's also a different time when he played where, you know, you kind of, you get the center in the paint. And I know Giannis isn't a center, but his size, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable for a guy to be 6'11 and, and be able to do and the athleticism and everything he does have that, like I said, if he if he develops just a little bit of a uh, of a three point shot, a little more, like I said, that 34, 35, 36 percent range, it's gonna be a problem where guys can't just stand 10, 15 feet from him and, and dare him to shoot at the three point line. They'll actually have to guard him, and that's when, you know, driving, kicking out, you know, if he has teammates that can hit the three, and stuff like that, where it's gonna be, uh, you know, unguardable to stop. But uh, yeah, besides that, guys, uh, that's pretty much it for episode 19 make sure to go like and subscribe um to the around the week podcast uh also go check out last episode i know we we didn't really uh promote it that well or really not at all um but make sure to go check that out follow us on instagram uh at underscore around the league underscore besides that that's pretty much it so peace